developer in the T1 of Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio makes his third or uh, perhaps even fourth appearance on the program, live on tape from his condominium in Jupiter, Florida. It is my 93-year-old grandfather. In the conversation that follows, uh, we cover the topics that are germane to all grandfathers, the love lives uh, and professional lives of their grandchildren. For example, we also discuss the most charming man my grandfather ever met. Uh, and he doesn't fail um, to address his own charms as well, in particular uh, with the opposite sex. I have a knack to uh, get along with women. It is Fangraph's audio live on tape from Jupiter, Florida, and it begins right now. Take a second just to get the right levels. Is that right? Yeah, you could get as close to that microphone as you can because I talk louder than you do. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I talked louder, and somebody said they, they can hardly hear me. I says, What do you mean? <laughs> I says, You've got bad ears, worse than mine. How are your ears these days? Huh? I said, How are your ears these days? Yeah. How are your ears these days? How are your ears these days? Well, the cable I have hearing ache, but I don't always put it on. <laughs> do you think that you, as you lost your hearing, do you think you talk louder, or do you think you talk the same volume? Well, apparently I'm not talking loud enough. People saying I can't hear you. What do you mean you can't hear me? My voice was always a loud voice, I thought. Your your son, your oldest son, my father, he has a loud voice. He has a what? He has a loud voice. Oh, yeah. He talks, you know, because I was just visiting there. And, you you know, I sleep a little bit, not too late, but till 9 or something. You know... It's impossible not to wake up when he wakes up, because he'll go to, you know, he'll get uh, my sister Becky, he'll wake her yeah. up. I mean, when when he's awake, everybody's awake. <laughs> well, that's, that's maybe, maybe that's what he wants. I, I think it's partially, yeah. And then he'll go downstairs, yeah. and uh, he'll shuffle around, you know. He'll start the coffee. He's whistling down there. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's yelling at one of my siblings. Not Greg anymore because Greg's out. Of, well, maybe because Greg was back visiting. Oh. So he's yelling at Greg. He yells at Greg more than Becky, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Becky has her stuff. But uh, Gregory is uh, slowly maturing more so. Uh, you can tell the way he talks and acts. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. Um, so this is, you've done this before, Grandpa. No kidding. Yeah. You've done this. We've <laughs> sat here at this very table and done this. Here? Yes. Oh. Last year. Yeah. But last year, see, so you're sitting at the table. We'll, we'll give the people a little geography. You're sitting at the table. You have your back to the sliding glass window. And the ocean. And the ocean, which is out there. Last year, though... You were sitting across this table, and you were sitting at what's your usual table now. But you appear to have some—you appear to have some documents over there right now. You were sitting there last yeah. time. 
Is that right? I believe so, yeah. And do you know who's sitting right where you are? Hey, I have so many of these interviews. I don't remember where I <laughs> sit. <laughs> well, you're, the last time, the last time you were on, um, you made some amusing comments. So do you remember that? No. You don't? I never make amusing comments. <laughs> Good. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you well, you you did well because you had just gotten out of uh, you were doing some rehab on your legs at oh. that point and you had been in the hospital last and, year? Last year. And you had done some work uh with a young woman. Yes, I remember that. And you had given her some I wonder I should have gotten her phone number. I like to would like to know if she found a boyfriend with with suggestions of it. Well, are you are you are you hoping to fill that role? No, <laughs> she's thirty-three years old. You need someone thirty-five or over, is that? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so. so you would like to check up though to see if any of your suggestions helped her? Yes, I would like to see whether she, because she got up and gave me a hug. Yeah, she apparently approved, and that was grateful. You don't think she was just trying to silence you? No, 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 no. She was really appreciative. Yeah. 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 Well, so but you'd want to see if your your advice. Do you find generally, because you you are not shy about giving advice. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> you uh, you free you give it uh, free of charge. Well, I do because I think it's, it always makes sense to me. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a font of wisdom? Absolutely. A font of wisdom. Well, you I think you've started to say. You uh, you have asked, uh, you've looked up to the heavens, Grandpa, and you've said, why am I here? Yeah. And what is the conclusion that you've come to so well, best as you can I tell? I told your dad this, in fact. He was the first one I told. I said, I think God wanted me here because I couldn't understand why he's left me on this earth. But I think he wanted me to to deal with young ch- couples who uh, to help them to, into selection of, of their opposite mate, and then also sit down and have a better understanding, get to know them, and what's on their mind and what's on your mind, and, and iron out any differences. So, and that way it would eliminate arguments, it would eliminate divorces. You, it, well, I shouldn't say eliminate divorces, it will reduce them. Lower you'll the all, probability. Yeah, you'll always have some divorces. Yeah. But uh, but it would reduce it because they would understand each other, you know. And so. and uh, I mean on that topic, you know, I'm I'm a married person. You are. Yeah, I'm married to my, to my wife Callie, whom you whom oh, you like a, a lot. Wonderful girl. And uh, and now, I mean, do you have any sort of? I know you're always even behind the scenes. You're yeah. you're thinking about it. You're meditating yeah. on yeah. it. Are, are there any sort of? Um, I mean, suggestions? You, yeah, at the moment, yeah. To you and, and Callie? Yeah. Absolutely. Is it more for me or more for Callie? <laughs> for you. <laughs> because Callie is a wonderful person. She tries to do, always tries to do the right thing. Yeah. And uh, as a result, she's easier to get along with than you are. Because you're a person that likes to be seen and, and heard. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you should once in a while give Callie a nice hug 
and, and make the habit at night like grandma used to do with me. She says, Phil, I love you. Every night she went to bed. But that's so that's for her or for me a suggestion. Did you tell her grandma you loved her? Yes, I yeah. would. Well, but she would initiate it. She would initiate. Yeah, we could. So, but she did it. This is a fact. She did it every night. But so, so are you saying that I should say I love you to Callie? Yes. Or she should say I well, love. Well, then she in turn will begin to say it to you. Right. Do you think she does love me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. You were uh, you were critical recently. Um, I, this is a Saturday. Yeah. I showed up Wednesday late afternoon. Yeah. Um, you were critical of my facial hair, and I think that it's your belief that since I've shaved, which I did yesterday, good morning, yeah. uh, that maybe this shaving might be good to help uh, to help preserve my relationship. Oh, I think so. I think if she saw you yesterday, you were a handsome dude. I must say. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not easy to say that. <laughs> it's difficult for you because. <laughs> Because you have a, an ego, and uh, that rubs your ego. So you you want to keep it deflated? Yeah, yeah. No, not necessarily deflated. Just enough to to cause you to do the right things, and not too much. Yeah. But you think that the the shaving is important because you thought maybe before I shaved I looked unruly oh. or. Yeah, you look like a street guy, I said. <laughs> uh, you stand by that remark? Yes, absolutely, you did. You're di- you were a different person when I saw you in the afternoon when after you had shaved, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, and that's important. And I think, I said, if she saw you t- right now at this moment, she would be so happy and appreciative yeah. that you improve your appearance because you know both men and women they like to be walking down the street with somebody they're proud to be with and you think the other way i looked i had kind of more of a beard yeah you think she'd be ashamed of me maybe yeah yeah i I think so ashamed anybody would be ashamed of you. were you ashamed walking by me we went to the restaurant together i'm compelled to do it because i'm your grandfather but uh, frankly uh, i think I would rather have seen you look better. Do you think that when people saw us, like we went to Duffy's together. Yeah. Do you think that when people saw us together, you, an older gentleman, me, a man with a with a long beard, do they think maybe you're doing community service? Yes, I guess, yeah, they probably think a lot of things. That I picked you up off the street and... You're trying to rehabilitate you out. Rehabilitate me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've fallen in hard times, and you're trying to help. Yeah, that's right. Help me out. So, uh, do you think they think that's more likely, or that I'm your grandson? Which one? No, that's more likely there. The street, yeah. the street scenario. Yeah, because they say, look at, look at Phil Sestouli. He's clean shaven. Yeah, he's dressed nicely. Yeah, and they say this couldn't possibly be his grandson. That's right. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> we are here. As, uh, it's about noon. It's a little afternoon. We're doing this um, this podcast at noon. We have a big meal coming up today. It's every day with you. <laughs> what do you mean every day? We you have, love to eat, huh? You love to eat. I like eating. Yeah. And what's not? You have to do it every day, basically. Eating. 
Yeah. But you seem to be particularly excited about this meal today. Well, I think because I think I'm anxious to see you uh, your reaction because I think you're going to enjoy it. Right. But uh, but you don't know precisely the name of the restaurant. No. You have an idea where it is. Yeah. Yes, I do. I think uh, I have a pretty good idea. Okay. So, so what's gonna we're gonna go we're gonna drive in the general direction. Yeah. And you're gonna look around. Yeah. Well, we're going down Prosperity. Yeah. And then take a right somewhere down the the bottom of prosperity it's an entrance it says it's another entrance to this mall or plaza or whatever they call it but it's not the gardens no just a plaza yeah an outdoor plaza yeah okay now it's 12:30 i've been up for about um 3 hours maybe 3 and yeah. a half hours well you I was probably that uh, you're up Physically, but I don't know if you are totally up, including mentally. Mentally? Yeah. I just did some, uh, well, I was just sitting out on the balcony. Oh, yeah, after what? After you had... You think I'm not at my best early on, though. Yeah, yeah, no. No, but you've been up for how long? Since uh, tennis, quarter to six. Quarter to six, 5.45. Now, is that typical for you? Yeah, well, I was a little late. I usually get up. Uh, I usually get up out of bed by before five and take two tablets. I take the the one for uh, allergies, yeah. I, and I take the the, the one for uh, uh, let's see, oh for prilosex, which is for your stomach to to reduce the acidity in your body. And that, does that help you? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I've been doing it for about 20, 30 years. I Is that guess. true? Yeah. twenty. And you always wake up, you take it at that hour? You yeah. always take it at 4.30? I take that, those early. Those are the first two tablets I take. Yeah. Now, anytime I wake up, I'm going to say regardless of hour, Grandpa, you always have a comment for me. When I come out, uh. you always make a comment to the effect of, you'll say something like, good afternoon. Yeah. Even if it's just 8.30 a.m., <laughs> you'll always say good afternoon. Well, it's it's late. The half the day is already you, gone. You'll say something like, uh, oh, you'll say, look who decided to join us. <laughs> you'll say that sometimes. Yeah. But but this, for me, if I've gone to bed at midnight. Well, that's your fault. But If you go to bed at midnight. Yeah, but I, what do you mean fault? I don't mind doing it. No, I know you don't, but you you can't get up in the morning. I get up at eight thirty or nine. Uh, or like ten, get... yeah. If, if I if I if you were able to get away with it. Well, I have been doing that a little bit in Paris. <laughs> it does, you know. In Paris, the um, the sun doesn't come up till quite late. Yeah. During the middle of winter, nine a.m. still totally dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's harder to wake up then. But. Yeah. But here, I, I have no problem with it. But you seem to you think that it's important to rise early. I think. Well, early to bed, early to rise. What does Makes that mean? Makes a man well, strong, and wise. Something like that. Yeah. Well, something like that. Yeah. Strong. Now, do you think you're wise? Oh, I think I'm wise. Do you think I'm I, wise? Well, I'm wise in the sense that I use common sense. Yeah. Yeah, I try to use common sense. To do a lot of things that I work with, you know, uh, and as a result, uh, 
the answers usually work out because uh, common sense uh, seems to be the way to handle it. So I've just done a little research. This is a, that's actually a quote from uh, from Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's right. Healthy, wealthy, healthy and wise. So you think that by waking up later, for me that I'm um, I'm not going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Do you think I met? I can know. I know one of those for a fact that I'm not. <laughs> Yeah. The wealthy one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not particularly wealthy. Particularly? <laughs> <laughs> the way you're looking at the, the uh, automobile decision. Yeah. And you think you were a poor man or something. <laughs> well, I have. So, so it's funny you mention that because yeah. cause the, the reason I woke up a little bit later today yeah. is because I was looking at. I was doing more research on the vehicles. I know, but if you do any more, you're going to wear the car out. (laughs) Before I buy it? Well, so the people who are listening, if they listen to my last episode of the podcast with Dave Cameron, they know that I hijacked the last 10 or 15 minutes of that conversation. Dave Cameron's my editor. You've heard that name, Dave Cameron. Yeah. Um, I used the last 10 or 15 minutes of that conversation to discuss cars. Yeah. And I've been researching it pretty steadily since then. Yeah, That's that, about a week. Thoroughly. Thoroughly. I have, well, because I have some, I have some things. I'm looking for a car. Do you remember my three, my three variables? Yeah. What you, are they? You, well, you want it for nothing. For, want, I want a good price. <laughs> and the, you want the selection that you want, not that they want to offer for the price you're willing to pay. So, so what are the other – so price is oh, one variable. Oh, one is for the uh, – how many miles you get per gallon. Fuel efficiency. And, and the other one, of course, is the financial. Well, fi- financial and then cargo space, Grandpa. What was that? Cargo space. Cargo. Yeah, I don't understand that one. Because these are going to be smaller cars. So you want to you want to say, well, how small are we talking about? Because they're all going to skew small. But I want to make sure that there's enough cargo in case uh, I have to put, you know, we might get a dog. We might, uh, we might get a dog. We might, we might someday, we might have a child. So you're going to put the dog and a child? In the, in the <laughs> trunk. What, is that not allowed? Did you ever I put a, t- I, well, you I had five t- kids. Did you ever put a, ch- a kid in a trunk? Never. Never? No. Were you ever tempted to? No. No, what I used to do yeah. is, is to rotate them every two hours. I'd have one in the front, uh, uh, two in the, in the middle seat, and then two way back, and it was a station wagon on, on the floor. The so seat. you would rotate them so that they could never get... On each other's nerves yeah. very long. And was that a good strategy? Yes, it worked. And what sort of vehicle are we... You say it's a... What sort of station wagon are you dealing with here? The one what, I had? Yeah. I had, we had an Ozobil station And where are you driving? Are you driving just to the Cape from we're, Boston? Oh, or are you, no, we're driving to, Calif- to Florida. To Florida. That's a big trip. Yeah, well, it sure is. And we're talking, what, four or five kids in the car? Five. Five. And then uh, Grandmother and I would rotate every two hours ourselves. So you could act as uh, referees. Well, and not especially with two, with two, so we could relax, and the other one would drive, and 
and then they would relax, you know. Now, some men traditionally, uh, I think men, I, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school when I say that traditionally, men like to have maybe a little, they like to have control over the car, and so maybe they are hesitant to let the 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 wife drive. I'm just saying traditionally, generalizing. Oh, no, no, she was a good driver. But you, but you, it seems like you, because I know. You, I trusted were, my wife. Yeah, you trusted her. Yeah. So you guys split driving duties pretty evenly. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we and, did definitely. And even. you felt at ease when Grandma was driving. Yeah, yes. Now sometimes I feel like with my spouse, she does not project confidence when she's driving. I like to be in well, the car. Well, it's because you don't project confidence. I when I'm driving, I do. Well, no, you think that I need no. to trust her. Yes. She's probably as good a driver or better than you. But why doesn't she... I feel like she doesn't... I feel like she doesn't have control. She doesn't... I feel like uh, when I'm in the passenger seat, I feel like maybe she's skittish. Uh, uh, you think I'm being ridiculous? Yeah. She's, she's an intelligent woman. She knows how to drive. She knows what not to do. Yeah. And she knows what she is capable of doing. Mm -hmm. So, so just trust her. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. Is that is that one of your suggestions for yeah, the, for the I health of our? Yeah, I think I it would help. It would it would you would gain her her her, her fairness that, that she would. Observe of you because you're treating her like an adult, not like a baby. Sometimes I think she acts a, maybe a little bit like a baby. I don't think so. No? That's your imagination. I, I think you, uh, you're the one that probably is acting like the baby. You think I act like a baby? <laughs> At times, I, uh, I I consider that just, uh, I told you this morning, boyish, boyish charm. Yeah. Enthusiasm for life. That's yeah. what I call it. Yeah. Well, you always have your own opinion, but other people have an op opinion also of you. Yeah. And they tell you how they feel about it through observation. Um, let me ask you, so do you understand, this is for my job, sort of, what yeah. we're doing right now. Yeah. You understand that? Yeah. This is called a podcast. Does that does that word sound familiar? Yeah, you mentioned that once before. I, I don't know if you know what it means, no, because I don't. <laughs> it's a it's like a radio. It's like radio. I record it. It's like radio, except it's not broadcast live. People download yeah. it onto their computer. Yeah. Oh, but people still hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you you got to be careful what you say then, if, if they can hear it. Yeah, but you have to be careful what you say. I, I think I do. Yeah? yeah. You think I you think I'm loose lipped? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh you know, sometimes you speak before you think. You think I do? Yeah. Now other than that, you you got a lot of potential in you. Potential above and beyond what, what you, I'm demonstrating what, currently. Yes. Well, what you've accomplished. Which is very little. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you're frequently, frequently concerned about my level of employment. That's one concern of yours. Yeah. I you say that to me. You say, "How are things going? Yeah. Did you get a promotion? Yeah. Does your editor 
enjoy your work. You you were concerned about that. Yeah. And I told you, I think we're talking about Dave Kierman. Yeah. You said, does he enjoy your work? I said, I'm not sure he does. You were concerned about that. Yeah. Well, I was because you weren't moving very fast. I'm not moving very fast? Upwardly. Well, there's nowhere to go. There's, I mean, it's a small company. <laughs> you know. But um, but if you have to, when you explain what I do to other people, how do you explain it usually? How do I explain what you do? Yeah. How, well, how would you I tell him that uh, he's not a, I say one thing for sure. He's not a sports writer. He's a sports analyst. And he gets annoyed when he says sports writer. I think reporter was what was yeah. the distinction. Reporter. Yeah. I'm not I don't necessarily get annoyed, Grandpa, no. but I got annoyed trying to explain to you precisely what it is I do. Cuz yeah. I don't even necessarily know what I do. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell. But this is part of it. Yeah. So you say sports analyst. Yeah. Have you have you gotten a chance to read anything that I wrote recently? Well, I remember when uh, you had the poetry and you gave me a book, or did I pay for it? You put one of your. I would books. have gladly given it to you. I know. Yeah, well, your baby's done. And I said, "Well, I read it, but I don't quite understand it. But one thing I know that you should be a, a person who teaches." Uh, oh, what was the word I used? Uh, English type in your when you were teaching. You yeah, know? and you did teach it in Portland, I believe. Oh, like English to 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 like people with a second language. Yeah, is that what you mean? No, no, no. no? That they they uh, were were able to teach pe- people better quality of English. Oh yeah, like a composite. Well, I taught composition, yeah. but grammar, yeah, grammar, syntax, yeah, yeah, composition. Yeah. No, but that wasn't the word I used. The the type or quality of of English. The type or quality, college level, good good English. No, we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. Writing more writing. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned before, Grandpa, we're going to go to this restaurant today. Yeah. Which we don't know exactly where it is, but we're going to find it. You, I don't appreciate you repeating that <laughs> as if I don't know where we're going. You have a basic idea. Yeah. Now, we've, we're going to go to this restaurant, and you're excited about that restaurant. We've also been, since uh, since I've been here, we've been to Duffy's, Duffy's Sports Grill. We've also been to Miller's Ale House. Now, I asked you this question yesterday because I know you like Duffy's. You like Miller's Ale House. If you had to choose between the two, you can only eat one meal. You have to choose between the two. What do you What do you pick? Well, there, that depends how I feel at the moment. I, I think that sometimes I feel the Ale House is, is, is better they give you not only good quality, uh, but they also give you quantity too. And that's important you never, too. You never leave your at the ale house. Yeah, you never. Well, I had that salad, 
And that was salad. I actually felt it was too big. Well, that was your fault. And I don't prefer, I prefer to have, because there was iceberg lettuce and then there were sort of mixed greens. Yeah. And I I don't particularly care for iceberg lettuce. If I can have just greens. Yeah. uh, Spinach. I would do a spinach salad. I like that. But maybe too much iceberg lettuce for my, do you care for iceberg lettuce? Not particularly, you know. At times it might be maybe satisfactory, but I think basically you're right. It, 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 it needs different kind of salad. Yeah. Because it gives you a, a better tasting salad that when you, when you put chicken on it, you put, I put sometimes put grapes. Uh, you put grapes on the salad. Yeah, I've heard of cranberry. I had there were cranberries in that salad. I had. I, I like that. Yeah. I like a cranberry. Well, you can put almost any kind of fruit: bananas, apples, peaches. I just cut them up. Whatever I find in the refrigerator, throw in there. Put anything in there. Yeah. Um, so you like the alehouse for? You like the portions? Well, the portions, but the quality is good. And so, alehouse over Duffy's. What are Duffy's? Do you feel, what do you feel like are Duffy's virtues, Grandpa? Well, I know you've thought about it. What, one thing I don't like in Duffy's is they charge you extra for f- f- sweet potato fries, whereas alehouse does not. And you prefer the sweet potato fries? Yeah, they're well. There's less fat in there. It's better to eat than preferred taste. Although at alehouse they gave you that. There's like a side dip. When I never used it. It was... Because uh, I, I never had it and I didn't want it. Well, what was it? It was like... Um, it was... Uh, what? Mala- it was like uh, maple butter or something? Oh, or yeah. Something about butter. Some sort of butter. But I, I Molasses think was, butter? Yeah, probably it was sweet. I it didn't was very taste. sweet. I didn't taste it. You yeah. didn't care for it. The, the waitress seemed to be very... Uh, enthusiastic yeah, about it. She said yeah. you should definitely try. Well, it. she was enthusiastic about everything. <laughs> she was. Yeah, she, she was very. She. We had good waitresses at both. Yeah. We had a very good waitress at Duffy's. Oh as well. yeah, they all both have usually have good waitresses. And she was. Uh, she, Grandpa, because you were upset. I think you got there. You got a, a cheeseburger at Duffy's, and you asked. You asked for sweet potato fries. And then you asked for coal. You said, "Can I have coleslaw too?" And she said, um, "It, yeah, you can have coleslaw, but it's extra." Yeah, and right. you were upset about that. Yeah, and you made it clear. Well, you yeah. were not upset, but you made it clear that you did not care for that policy. Well, because I didn't think I should be eating a. Uh, it was a hamburger, and I didn't think I should be eating that without some. Side dish that you like, or that goes with it, you know. But you, I think that what you did was correct me if I'm wrong. You made it clear that you would like coleslaw, but you tried to do it in such a way that she, you didn't complain necessarily. You mentioned it to her in a way where it would please her to give you coleslaw. You, what was your strategy for that? When you well, talk to the I thought she would be extra kind and, and bring the coleslaw. <laughs> but, but how did you? How did you try to uh, cultivate that kindness? Well, in her? I flattered her uh, uh, 
some way or another. Yeah. And uh, and and I think she did give something extra there. I think she gave us free coleslaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed with both of our waitresses, you uh, you held their hands. Oh yeah. Well. You can't do that. I can't get away with it because of my age. Your age. What's yeah. the What's the cutoff for that? Well, I don't know. There's a cutoff. <laughs> no, I have a I have a knack to uh, get along with women. You do. And I I guess that's there's a reason for that. I don't know. I guess it's the fact that. I'm more attracted to women than, than than I would be to men, you know. Well, there that that <laughs> defines a large portion of the population. Right. But what uh, what do you think? How do to what do you attribute your easy um, personality charm? Yeah. 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 Uh, what's the what's the locus? Of well, that? I was born with it, I guess. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. You didn't. Uh, uh, can you think of any family members early on? From whom you might have, uh, whom we might have modeled uh, after we might no, have modeled yourself. I was the exception to the rule. Was that right? Yeah, I, I was one of a kind. What about any other one? Like Tommy Dorsey? Was Tommy Dorsey charming? Tommy Dorsey? Yeah, don't you like Tommy Dorsey? Well, he's a good clarinet player, but I don't know whether he's he's, char- he's not charming. Can you think of anyone, a musician or film star? Or guy in your neighborhood, or or with whom you were in the military, who was particularly charming? Yes, Harry Murray, my one of my best friends that I ever met. Harry Murray was charming. Yeah, yeah. And and what what? How was he charming? What were what were some of his talents? Well, he just had that way about him, and, and the way he would converse and talk. You know, he was just a nice person, and. And he was, we we were so much alike, though. You know, yeah. we we were. We got. That's why we got along so well. And then, what? what uh, where did Harry Murray end up? Where did he end up after the military? Well, in Indiana. And that's was he, where he lived. That's where he's he from. from. Yeah. Where in Indiana? Yeah, Vincennes, Indiana. You ever been to Indiana? Yes. You have. I stopped at his home. What year are we talking? Well, it was on one of our trips going to Florida. We, I stopped. You went out to Indiana and then down. Yeah, with the kids. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a roundabout way of getting to Florida. And his family served us some food there while we stopped there. They were very very pleasant. Did you just you just stopped in? You didn't stay over? Did you stay over? No, we didn't stay over. No, it was too many of us to stay over. But uh, they were they were kind to us for for a time that we stopped. But he's he's come to visit us up in Weston a couple of times too, mm-hmm. and I've taken him out to restaurants. He and his wife, and he married the girl that he left behind. And but even though he had girlfriends, because uh-huh. he was a good looking guy, I took him to. My hometown and arranged a, a date with him. And one of the gals was really a top-notch quality gal, <laughs> and and uh, he got along very well with her. And she got along with him. So Just, they were sort of dating, maybe in uh, in when he was in the military. Oh, 
But yeah. now you say he he. Well, he. I don't know if he had any promise or anything for this girl. The girl back home. Yeah, I don't know. We never. He just mentioned her once a while. That he had a girlfriend back home, but he still was looking. <laughs> so the girlfriend back home, that was maybe not. There was not necessarily a promise there. But they had been, they had gone out alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, they had been seeing each other, I guess, before he left for the service. Now, ultimately, why don't you think if he, if he is, get, gets along well with this top-notch girl in the service, how come you think he doesn't, uh, try and pursue that relationship? Well, I guess he felt like I, I always used to say, I hate to get seriously involved with a woman while in the service because it presents too many complications. And as it turned out, I ended up marrying a person from Iowa. Right. And, but I felt differently about her, and I figured that was the girl for me. So when you say complications, do you just mean – you mean primarily distance? No, not distance, but – the background you then you gotta overcome you don't know if, if their family likes you you don't know if 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 uh, fa- you know family both ways whether what they think of us you know right. individually because that's important that's one of the things I suggest to the kids to talk about can you think you get along with her family and uh, she she will get along with your family. But you think it, so? You think it was it was it would be easier, like for example, what maybe Harry Murray said. Well, if I marry this girl back home, this young woman back home, at least I know her family. Her family knows my family. There's a sense. Well, of, that's it. There's a difference. Is is and you may have to iron out some problems because of it. Because they don't, you don't know the people where she lives, and she doesn't know the people where you live. Right. So it, it can't present a problem. You Did know? you generally get along with Grandma's family? Because they were so she came from a different background. Yeah. You came from. Oh, uh, well, I got along with her mother and her father. I don't know if anybody got along with him, but <laughs> you got because you because you grew up in a Italian American neighborhood in Bristol. Maybe also with some Irish, is that right? Where you grew up in Bristol? Yeah. There yeah. was Itali- mostly Italians in your neighborhood, I think, right? Mm, not really, no. In fact, right next to us was Irish, and then the house next to them was Polish. But we, neighborhoods were like that. They were friendly. Right. Yeah. Because we're part of it. We're, it was, we're in the same, living in the same areas. Right. We're used to each other and used to the area. Whereas when you when you bring somebody in from the outside, or when I meet family there, see my my case, I was already married to her when we went out and meet her family. I didn't. I had never met. They never met me, and I didn't meet any any of her friends and so forth. So, so but you were out. So, so in your town, it was it was it was Bristol. Was it mostly people? It was more urban, I, I'm sure, because Grandma came from northwestern Iowa, Ashton, yeah, which is pretty rural. I mean, it's it's a lot of agriculture, yeah. 
And your where you came from, Bristol, was less like that. It was more urban. Oh yeah. Um, and so I assume that that was that was uh, maybe unusual for you when you visited her family. Yeah, it, as I say, we don't know how that's going to work out. Right. And, it, and what are you going to do about it after the fact? You know, it's too late. So, but when when I first met Grandma. I said to myself, "This is the girl I'm going to marry." Yeah. Now, when uh, did your? Because your father passed away when you were young, but your mother lived. Um, Since she was seven. Did she? Did she ever meet Grandma's parents? Yes, Grandma's mother came over to visit us. Cause is that she, right? She was staying with us in North North Haven to help out, and then my mother came down to help out. Because uh, remember, you have five children, and some of them were younger, and so it was not easy for for your grandmother. And but you know, it's one of those things where you have to play it by ear. Now, did your mothers get along? Oh yeah, they were able to talk with each other and get along very well. Yeah, there was no problem there. Now, if I remember correctly, your well, we'll we'll end here. We're at about forty minutes, but your mother, if I am not mistaken, her maiden name was Pagliarulo. Right. And I think that aren't we somehow related? It's just occurred to me that we might be related to the former baseball player, Mike yeah, Pagliarulo. I often, I, I often wondered about that, but I never got to talk to him or ask him. You think but I should try he, he, and do that in my capacity as a baseball yeah, writer? Well, I think he perhaps uh, uh, would be able to answer that question, you know? Would the Pagliarulos, were they also from that same town near Bari? No, I don't know. I don't. Well, there must have been some there, because yeah, that's where my mother was there. That's where they met. Yeah. Well, I'll have to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. I'll do some, I'll, I'll look through the records. Yeah, records? I don't know. My guess is that they didn't keep very good records <laughs> in Turi in the year 1910 or 1900. No. no. Yeah, I, but, well, I Brenda, she's like a detective. She, she found out where my mother and father came from. Well, we should say Brenda is long lost. It's, hard, it's too hard to explain, but the, the short story is... She's the daughter of a nephew that you didn't know you still had. Right. There's some mis- there was some mystery. Yeah. Well, I never saw her, never met her, didn't know she existed. Right. And uh, there are two brothers as well. Right. I met one of them. I haven't met the other one. Right. But, uh, but she's done research into the family is what you're saying. Yeah. And she f- was able to get her hands on. The passports of my mother and father. I really? never saw them, yeah. I have them in a, in a folder back home. Really? Yeah. They're Italian passports or they're American passports? Italian passports. Really? Yes. Wow. How, that's when they left. They had to have them. Of course. So that amazed me because I never saw it. I didn't know it existed. She, she found a way to get copies of them. Huh. Yeah, she is, she's a clever gal, Brenda is. 
Are you gonna Are you gonna get your Italian citizenship then? I th- no. <laughs> I think you could. If your parents were Italian, you could you could uh, no. you could have dual citizenship. I don't think you can. Oh, you can. Sure, you could so, get. You could have your place in 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 Boston. You could have your place down here in Jupiter, and then just like George Clooney, Grandpa, you know George Clooney, the actor. Yeah. You could get a place on uh, Lake Como, in the northeastern part of Italy. Yeah. That that sounds nice, doesn't it? What? How's that? Because you get you have your citizenship. You know, you'll be a citizen of Italy. You can go over there for uh, some time every year, too. I don't have any desire to, to be a citizen <laughs> of Italy. Uh, well, that might be something you have in common with citizens yeah, of Italy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's stop, Grandpa. We'll stop this. We, I'm getting hungry. Are you getting hungry? Yeah. Well, it's a quarter after one. It's been hours since you ate. When did you eat your breakfast? <laughs> Ten of six. You must be very hungry. Are you hungry? Uh, so what? All right. Well, we'll end this. I'll yeah. shake your hand. They can't. People can't see this, but we're shaking hands. Yes. Can you confirm that? Yeah. Yes, we are shaking hands. Was this a pleasure for you at all? <laughs> Absolutely. God, any time I can deal with you, it's a pleasure. Any final words, either for me or for the listeners, or for maybe my maybe my employers? Well, I say this is a quality man you have here. And his future is unlimited. And I think so. I know you appreciate him. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Grandpa. That has been Phil Sestouli Sr. Yeah. I'm Carson Sestouli, his grandson. And this has been Fangraphs Audio. Signing off. (laughs) Very good. Very good.